successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today on the KMBZ Business Channel 1660 AM and on KMBZ.com. I appreciate you listening on iTunes and tune in radio as well through grillnationshow.com. Um, hope you're having a great week so far. It's been a good one here in Kansas City. A lot of exciting things happening with Grill Nation, so I wanted to tip that off. Uh, first, I want to thank our supporters and sponsors of Grill Nation uh, Kretcher Hartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Real Estate Group, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, Catalyst, Government Affairs Group, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange. Jay Rieger & Co. Whiskey, Ryan Maybe, uh, and the Kansas City Power and Light District, as well as Two West Advisors, the new sponsor and supporter, as well as Kretcher Heartland and Bank of Kansas City, which I mentioned at the top. The reason I mentioned this be, is because uh, this will be our last show on the KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM. We have, uh, we've, we've, we've climbed the ladder, as you could say, a little bit. We'll be moving to uh, 980 AM on Saturdays at 4 o'clock. So we're going to be moving from Thursdays to Saturdays, but we will be moving to Talk 980 AM, which is a, a much bigger signal in here in Kansas City, uh, which is exciting for the show, and uh, we continue to grow. We've been doing this now for about three years. Uh, it started off as the Entrepreneur KC show, grew into the Grill Nation show after that, and so that is exciting news. So we'll be on 980 AM here in Kansas City, as well as podcasting still on Talk980am.com as well as on GrillNationShow.com. So that's exciting news. Uh, appreciate all the supporters and sponsors that have helped the show grow over the years, and I'm pretty excited. We will be uh, airing, so I guess our first show will be on July 4th, which is a holiday, so we'll probably re-air that show. It'll be a fitness show, which will be fun, but it'll be on July 4th, which is kind of ironic that our name is called Grill Nation, and our first show on uh, 980 AM will be on on 4th of July. But So next week's show will air uh, not next Thursday, but on Saturday at 4 o'clock, on 980 AM in Kansas City and talk980am.com on the Listen Live link. So wanted to get that out there. Our show today, our final show on the KMBZ Business Channel, we will have Joel Goldberg, who is the uh, host of the pre- and post-game show on Royal, uh, called Royals Live on Fox Sports Kansas City. Obviously, he's a great supporter to Grill Nation and contributor and, and keeps us up to date on what's going on. We'd like to talk to him when he's on the road. He's in Seattle today, so he'll be coming up quickly after that. Uh, also, in our second segment today, we will have uh, Rachel Waller from Kansas City Power and Light District to talk about Urbana, Urbana KC. It's a really cool thing they're doing where they're shutting off streets down at Power and Light every first Wednesday, creating kind of an urban uh, garden and uh, beer garden and whatnot. It's it's pretty cool. So she'll be on in the second segment. And in our third segment today, we will have Ethan Whitehill, who is the CEO at Two West uh, in Kansas City. It's a national retail engagement and brand localization firm communications firm that has worked with uh, people such as LG, Sprint, uh, Disney, a very entrepreneurial company, and uh, they have around 50 employees now. Had the pleasure to work with them on some projects. Really wanted to have Ethan come on and talk about what they do, the growth of their company, as well as talk about some of the things they're doing here in Kansas City with regards to streetcar and uh, philanthropy. And uh, he's he's a true thought leader in the industry of detail uh, of retail uh, and digital media capabilities and brand localization. So he'll be finishing up today's show. Let's get started here. We got Joel Goldberg from Fox Sports Kansas City on the line from Seattle, Washington. How you doing, Joel? I am doing great. Perfect weather week here. We get out of here before it gets to the 90s next weekend. So, I, you know, anytime we come here, even if it's raining, and it, it hasn't, but uh, anytime we come here is, uh, is usually very refreshing for the mind and body. And I think everyone would say that, players included, because you just you get out of what's usually stifling heat in, in Kansas City. Even if you come when the, from Kansas City when the weather is okay, 
it's it's tough to beat you know this environment here where it's 60s and 70s and um the yeah. fact that we've had some this week even better well the royals are in first place still which is great 40 uh 40 wins as of tuesday uh they've had a pretty good stretch here lost a couple games over the weekend but the attendance numbers were outstanding i, I saw that the royals are fourth now by percentage in all of major league baseball uh, as far as percentage of uh, of filled stadium, I think they're around thirty two or thirty three thousand, and about eighty six percent of the games have been uh, filled. Eighty percent, six percent of the seats, which is pretty amazing. It's remarkable, and you know, I, I think that if you were to have drawn this up on paper, this is what it would have looked like. But I, I think it's one thing to to think this could happen and hope that it would happen. It's another thing to actually see it come to fruition. And I think we're all living it right now. Regardless of it, if you have any interest in the Royals at all, you're living this in some way or another. Uh, I mean, whether whether it be us broadcasters, whether it be fans, whether it be players, whether it be the ushers at the stadium, uh, whether it be people from around the country that are wondering why the Royals are dominating the All-Star voting, it's all because of the attendance and the interest. The attendance you're talking about is off the charts. Our ratings are off the charts, and what that translates into is everybody talking about the Royals every single day. So even if you're not going, even if you're someone that's not watching, there's a good chance that your neighbor's talking about it. There's a good chance that your coworker's talking about it. It's very much on the forefront to everyone's minds right now. What are people saying to you when you travel with the team, Joel, and you talk to people from these other cities about what's going on right now? What, 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 I mean, obviously they're they're pretty excited, or they, you know, what what do they say? You know, when you talk to the people out in Seattle. Well, it's not to me, Jason, so much what they're saying because, I mean, anywhere that we've ever gone on the road and you bump into some people and they, they've always wanted to talk Royals. I mean, obviously people, just like back at home, are more excited about the team now than they ever have been. But people always want to talk. I mean, you know, it, for those of us that that are in the public eye a little bit, you, I mean, when, when someone sees you and they're a Royals fan, they want to talk Royals. That's a, that hasn't changed. The amount of people has changed. But to me, what's different now is the – the massive amounts of fans that we're seeing on the road. And in the past, you would see them, I'll say the coasts, but the bigger cities, New York, L.A., and then, you know, some of the closer places, of, you know, to Kansas City. And, you know, it was very rare that you'd see more than a, you know, a handful of fans in Seattle because it's it's just it's not a easy place to get to. I mean, it, Seattle is not a place where you just say, ooh, you know, Let's uh, let's take a couple of days off and fly last minute to there. I mean, unless you've got really a lot of money, it's, it's tough yeah. to get to. It takes time. It takes money. Um, and, and I think that I've told people for all my time in Kansas City that if you had to pick one spot to go, a great destination is Seattle. It's my favorite spot that we go to on the road. But that takes a lot of planning. It's also the middle of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But I'll tell you what, I mean, it, this week we saw in Seattle what we've seen in every single city. Batting practice was four, five, six rows deep all along the Royals dugout. Fans not wanting to leave after the game. Opposing, um, uh, you know, video board operators or whatever, you know, the, the um, folks that, that work that are called actually scheming. I talked to someone um, in one of the cities we were in about, you know, we're going to have to deal with some Royals crowd noise and do we drown it out? What do we do? It's not really good for our fans. It, it's totally changed and it's incredible to see I mean, it's almost, uh, it's not like traveling with the Beatles, but you, you see Salvador Perez, you see some of these guys, and it's like fans just want a piece of their time on the road. It's incredible. That's awesome. So you mentioned Seattle is your favorite city to go to. Why is that, Joel, besides the weather? I mean, I'm th- sure the food you're going to dig into here this uh, this week. You've been digging it, into the food all, there. I think, for me, it's all of it. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I love where we live in Kansas City. I'm a Midwest guy. I've lived in the Midwest for 30 years. I'm not saying I couldn't live anywhere else. I'm not saying I won't live anywhere else, but I, I love where we're at. I love our pace. Um, you know, if you go to Chicago, Chicago's amazing. Um, but you still have some of the Midwest there. Um, you go to New York, and New York's unique. You know, you get to the East Coast in New York, Boston, Philly, D.C. There's some similarities between all of them. But to me, Seattle just is such a unique city. Uh, unlike anything, I think, in the United States. It's got a little bit of San Francisco to it. It's got a little bit of Vancouver, if you want to venture north. I love the water, um, the hills, uh, a very just unique 
to me town. I mean, you know, walking down the street right now, and you see a dude going to work in dress pants, dress shirt on a skateboard. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, the food is incredible. I love coffee. The coffee is good. Uh, the people are nice. And, you know, like, I'll give you this example, and maybe, again, this is just doing something different, and I, I'm pretty sure no one that I traveling with did this, but on Tuesday, it was, um, I'm going to work on my game preparation. You know what? I'm going to go hop on one of the ferries that go out to one of the islands and just take a round trip and, and do my work on there just wow. because. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just because, you know, sit out there, enjoy the water. We don't get a lot of time. So, um, try to enjoy what's going on and, um, and do it in a different surrounding. So I, I, I like that. I, I Pike place market is while touristy is, is a must see for everyone. I go down there every day and, um, it's a great it, spot. It's just, it's just a different place. And the stadium is phenomenal, and you know you're going to play. They'll close the roof if they need to. Um, it's, it's just a great city. We're talking to Joel Goldberg from Fox Sports Kansas City. Follow him on Twitter at GoldbergKC. Joel, we've got a couple minutes left in this segment, but you know I've been to Seattle. I agree with you completely. One of, the, one of my little favorite spots down there is Beecher's Macaroni and Cheese down in the Pikes Place Market. Kind of a famous uh, place, but, but very good. Um, after Seattle, you know, you're talking about the luxuries. You're going to Oakland after that, which the stadium is right by the airport and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, that's this weekend. Uh, I, I imagine you don't go out and adventure as much in Oakland as you do in Seattle, do you? No, but we also stay in San Francisco. So that changes the whole ball game. You're right. Uh, you're right. One of my, another one of my favorite cities in this country. And, um, having spent a lot of years in St. Louis and covering a lot of NFL, I'd go there every year for Rams 49ers and really got to know that city. And then my brother lived there. And, um, so that I, I would guess that I've probably been to, oh, San Francisco probably 25 times, 30 mm-hmm. times. And, um, and that's a city. You know, there, now there are some similarities to Seattle, much bigger, but that's a city that I can wander around in for days and, and just there, you know, you like to be outside. There, there are a million things to go and do there. And, um, that's that's the bonus. That makes the Oakland trip good mm-hmm. because the only time we spend in Oakland is is taking the BART, which is the train over or the team bus, and, and then get back to San Francisco. That is the worst stadium in baseball. Um, I'm, I'm not saying anything that anyone in Oakland wouldn't disagree with either. Um, that thing was built for the Raiders and for football, and it is an absolute dump. But <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. it just it just is. I mean, people say, oh, Tampa's got the worst stadium in baseball. No, Oakland's. Oakland's much worse. Miami's old one was was right there with it. But you know what? It's it's not it's not a bad gig at all. And uh, you go over there, play baseball, and go back over to the other side of the day. That's awesome. Well, uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. We got 50 seconds left, Joel. I mean, do we expect any fireworks this weekend against Oakland after the last trip to Kansas City? If I had to guess, I'd say no. Um, it's not going to come from the Royals. I, I think they've got bigger fish to fry at this point. I don't really think it matters to them anymore. That's my gut on it. Uh, talk to umpires, not necessarily the ones that will be that series, who say, look, we don't want to ignite anything, just leave it alone for now. Uh, but if Oakland decides that they've got nothing else to play for and they want to restart it, we'll, we'll see what happens. I do think the Royals have much more important things going on. Completely agree. Joel Goldberg, thanks for coming on. Grill Nation, you're a great guy, great contributor. Hopefully your sock game is strong this week. And uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. I think we're due to talk after the All-Star break when you're back here in Kansas City. Uh, keep bringing back wins and... Uh, Congrats on all the great work you do on Fox Sports Kansas City and on Royals Live pre- and post-game. Thanks, Jason. I had a guy on Monday in Seattle, a Royals fan, that wanted, wanted to take my socks from me, and I told him <laughs> that, was, that was weird. You told him uh, Sock101.com. Yeah, go get your own. I told him if they lost, maybe I'd just take them off and give them to him, but they won, so I get, I get to keep those. They were good ones. I love it, Joel. Thanks very much, buddy. All right. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. Your hair's on fire, thoughts running fast like a man. Yeah, yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today on the KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM and on KMBZ.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I hope you enjoyed the first segment today with uh, Joel Goldberg, always a great contributor to Grill Nation. Our next segment, we are going to talk about Urbana KC. You can check it out at UrbanaKC.com. We have Rachel Waller, who's the Director of Marketing at the Cordish Company and Kansas City Power and Light District in studio, and Brian Barnes, who's the Managing Partner of Bristol, 
Uh, welcome to the show, guys. How are you? Thanks for having us. Doing good to, good to see you. I, uh, <laughs> I, I've known Rachel for a while. We, uh, <laughs> technically, I think we, you went to which high school? St. Pius or Park Hill? I went to Park Hill. Okay, Park mm-hmm. Hill, but you went to Mizzou, right? I did go to okay, Mizzou. Okay, good. So yeah. that's why we Tiger. like each other. But she's, she's, we've known each other. <laughs> Brian and I just met. Yeah. Um, first off, tell us what you guys do in your roles, and then we'll get into Ur- Urbana, Casey. Mm-hmm. I want to start with you, Brian. Okay. I'm the managing partner at the Bristol Seafood Grill downtown in the Power and Light District. I've uh, been there since we opened the doors, so Rachel and I have kind yep, of been, long time. been there together the whole time, <laughs> which has been a lot of fun, and uh, we've seen a lot of growth down there and just really excited about the future. Yeah, and you, uh, I obviously go there a lot. I love that place. So <laughs> I appreciate that. It's yeah. a great, great brunch on Sundays and also a good happy hour, so keep yeah. it going there. And it's a great, lo- yeah, great yeah. location, too, right there in uh, Kansas City yeah. Power and Light. And Rachel, talk about what you do at Cordish. Yeah, Um well, as you mentioned, Jason, I'm Kansas City native, been here all my life, and I've been with the Cordish Company about since 2007. Um, so I've seen the project since it was being built, dirt in the ground, construction, all that, and opening the doors. Um, now I'm the director of marketing, and I handle all the, oversee all the marketing and events, advertising, all that stuff for the entire eight city blocks of the district. So. That's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, Very a lot fun. of changes. A lot of things have happened in that time. Pam. A lot of great changes. A lot of exciting things happening right now downtown. You know, we're building, uh, not only do we have all of our great restaurants and events and shops and stuff, but we're building a 25 story apartment tower, which mm-hmm. is definitely, um, which I, which I, our listeners know I will be moving to <laughs> and we'll continue to talk about that on the show. But, uh, I'm excited about it. It's going to be awesome. And so, you know, we've really, um, you know, we've really started um, focusing on how to really get involved with the community and, and host these, these great events downtown and really bring together the different neighborhoods downtown. There are so many great areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and downtown is a really walkable community. You know, we're adding the streetcar in early 2016 as well. Right. Um, so there's a lot of momentum, a lot of exciting things happening downtown. And, you know, the Power and Light District just says, what can we do to help? What can, what can we do? So Urbana is one of those things. Yeah, let's talk about that. So Urbana KC, that's U R B. B-A-N-A-K-C, online, you get it urbanakc.com. It's a, it's a street scene, a new downtown street scene that's happening every first Wednesday, right? It is, yep. So talk to us about it. What is it? How does it, how does it work? What do we expect to see when we go there? Well, um, as downtown KC is continually evolving, so is Urbana. Um, but the gist of it is, is uh, we block off 14th Street right in front of Bristol. And Bristol is one of our anchor restaurants and partners of the event. But we block it off and we make it a pedestrian area, kind of a, an extended patio or a lawn. Um, we, you know, have a green area, we have a stage, we have live music, Mm -hmm. um, great entertainment. Last month we had, um, some fire breathers and acrobats and jugglers. Um, so some really fun, lively entertainment. There's also, um, patio games like cornhole, ladder Mm -hmm. golf, badminton, uh, lots of different things like that. And the great food and drink, you know, there's a real focus on, uh, the food and the great dining downtown, the craft cocktails, the craft beer, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so it's really just a place where you can unwind in the middle of your week. You know, why wait till happy hour on Friday? Right. You know, start it on Wednesday. Um, you know, let all those stresses go from your job and come down and just hang out with us. And now, okay, so it's on the first Wednesday. So you've done one of these. It was on June yeah. 10th. Your next one will be on July 1st. Yep. You're also having one on August 5th and September 2nd. Mm-hmm. They start at four and they go till 10. It's a lot of food and drink, huh? It's a lot of food and drink. It's a lot of food. Um, but we really wanted to offer extended hours because we really wanted to allow people time to go home, change, uh, get into some comfier clothes. Um, you can wear your suit and tie. You know, you'll still be comfortable. But, you know, put on some shorts and a, you know, sundress. Come down and relax. Um, we also do uh, uh, sunset yoga every once in a while with One Life Fitness. So mm-hmm. last month we had a bunch of people come down in their yoga gear and just hang out and have a beer after they did yoga on the rooftop. Wow. So, so it truly is kind of an urban kind of um, kind of park there, I guess you would say, down there in that street when you absolutely. block it off. Absolutely. Yep. That's uh, kind of the whole gist. And Bristol, like what is this what has this done for you? You've had one of these so far. You have another one on July first. Talk to us about how it's what do people think when they walk in and they see this and mm-hmm. it's kinda of unique, right? Very unique. Very cool. Rachel does a great job of setting this stuff up and she has since we opened. She's been a great partner and Someone really had a lot of fun working with, but the scene was oh, stop. Was, it's the truth. was really cool. It was good to see. It's the first one. You kind of don't know what you're gonna what you're gonna get. We have a really good crowd. A lot of people came in and enjoyed stuff, and they wanted to take a break, uh, maybe come inside. They also came in inside our bar and 
Mm -hmm. um, did some happy hour in there and had drinks, but it was really fun being out there. We did our lobster rolls, wow. and our um, bartenders kind of came up with a Bristol uh, kind of summer sour cocktail. Um, Which was and awesome. went through a lot of those, and um, yeah. people just had a good time. Our servers love doing that stuff too. They like getting out of the out of the restaurant and being in front and, and uh, interacting with people. So and I was, uh, I think I was eating down there. Uh, I eat there a lot now. All, all your business <laughs> meetings. Um, I uh, I was it's down there fun. at um, I think at Drunken Fish when yeah. you guys were setting right up for lunch. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I saw the uh, the vans and all the the uh-huh. chairs being put out. Yep. And it was kind of you know, and I had heard about this, so I was kind of excited. But it was kind of cool because there was flowers going mm-hmm. in, and it was kind of it mm-hmm. was unique. It was really neat. Yeah, it's really cool. And that was one of the big things you mentioned the chairs. You know that. A lot of our restaurants down there have great patios. Everybody knows the Bristol patio, the Drunken Fish patio, the BRGR patio. Um, they're great spots for lunch, uh, you know, meetings, happy hours, dinners, all those kind of things. Um, but they're limited. So kind of the idea was bring in more seating on 14th Street. And so that's when you saw all the tables and chairs and, you know, we bought picnic tables and all sorts of things down just to offer people more places to sit back and relax and you know, enjoy themselves. Um, so I think it's definitely something that uh, we'll continue to do. And, and, you know, the the great thing is, is even though it's during the summer and it might be hot, you know, we actually actually got rained out the very first event um, because it was June 3rd, the first Wednesday of the month. Okay. We got rained out. Um, so we moved it back a week. Um, to June 10th. To June 10th. Yeah. Um, so that's why the dates are, are a little funky on the June event. But um, you can always pop into Bristol or Drunken Fish or any of those restaurants, yeah. chill out. And as you know, Bristol has an amazing happy hour. You had what, your one buck shuck oysters or something one that buck night? Yeah. On every every, week. every yeah. Yeah. Wednesday. So, I mean, you can hang outside and get a lobster roll, then go in and get some <laughs> dollar oysters at Bristol, which is what I did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you got the best of both worlds. And you guys are obviously excited too about, um, you've got a lot of people at the, at the one light. Uh, one Life Fitness that uh-huh. are right there all the time, and then yep. with the with the new apartments going in, um, yep. you know, at the end of the year, it should be exciting with even more people visiting Bristol and all the different attractions down yep. there. Really exciting, yeah. We're looking forward to it. a lot of foot traffic, yeah. right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we want. I mean, I do like Bristol. I, I'm gonna have to say when it's quiet on a Sunday and you, you can go in there and sit on the the patio because everyone's yeah. inside eating yeah. buffet. Which I will say, I was shocked. I haven't been there for for that for I can't even tell you how long, but it was impressive how much stuff was on that oh thank I took you my dad much, there yeah. for father's day and he was we we're gonna go to a diner or something and we went to church on sunday mm-hmm. and then we went there and i didn't realize how much stuff that you all had on that uh that buffet and the cold bar and a hot bar yeah it was, that, in, it, it was impressive very, very impressive much. yeah we work hard on that it's really a we think a signature piece for us uh it's been going you know at the other store for a long time and we wanted to carry on that tradition and and it was packed. It's red. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a full house. Was it was there. packed. You know, yeah. I might have to start making a reservation. I guess yeah, at, at I'll, Bristol. Yeah. Rachel Waller, uh, Cordish, Kansas City Power and Light District Director of Marketing. Uh, Brian Barnes, Managing Partner of Bristol. Thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, you can connect with you guys again for this event at UrbanaKC.com. Yep. And then it's you're on social media as well, right? We're on Hashtag social media. UrbanaKC. That's right. Yep. Facebook, Twitter. Yep. Check us out. Follow us. Come on down. We better see you at the next event. I need to get down there. It's <laughs> July 1st, everybody. It's first Wednesday of each month. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation, guys. Thank you. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today on the KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM and on KMBZ.com. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to again mention that we will be on 980 AM moving forward uh, on Saturdays at 4 PM. I appreciate you uh, helping us reach the next level of, uh, of radio listenership and appreciate all the people that have listened to us on GrillNationShow.com and uh, on iTunes and TuneIn Radio, as well as our sponsors. Again, Crutcher Heartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Kenny Hertz Perry, Catalyst, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger & Co. Whiskey, and Kansas City Power & Light District, as well as Two West Advisors. Uh, there's another Two West in town. Uh, we are lucky to have to have the CEO of Two West, Ethan Whitehill, who is uh, quite an interesting guy. 
Uh, you are the founder and CEO of Two West Inc., a retail communications firm specializing in deep retail engagement. Two West helps manufacture and retail manufacture and retail brands increase share of voice, share of preference, and share of distribution using an approach that blends shopper insights, brand strategy, and retail marketing to produce significant, surprising, and spectacular results. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Grill Nation, Ethan. How are you, man? Thank you, Jason. I'm doing well, and I couldn't have said that better than myself. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, well done. <laughs> You know, you got a great LinkedIn page. That's uh, that helps. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm on message, right? Yeah. It is. You're one of one of the one of the greatest things about it is you you are, and uh, we have people from time to time on here that that we have on the show, and, and I use their LinkedIn page as kind of a reference, and uh, I'll I'll say their title, and they'll be like, "Man, I, I got to update my LinkedIn page. I've got a promotion <laughs> since then." But uh, but yours is very good. Well, uh, welcome to the show, man. I, uh, I appreciate that. You've been uh, you've been a great. Uh, you do a lot of great things here in Kansas City, so you're the perfect guest. But uh, let's get into your kind of your background, and then we'll kind of get into the company of Two West and kind right. of how, how you run how you run it and how it's been founded. But talk about kind of your background initially in marketing and advertising. Well, um, <clears throat> maybe I'll I'll start at the beginning. Okay. Uh, you know, after. Uh, after my high school career spent in retail jobs, <laughs> um, you know, I, one of the things that really attracted me was entrepreneurship. And I had the good fortune to work for a lot of great entrepreneurs early in my career. Uh, in college, I got an internship with a, a local firm here called MMG, which is actually MMGY now. Mm-hmm. Uh, started as a, as a writer, a copywriter with them and uh, became a writer producer, then went to work as a creative services supervisor for Feral Gas up in Liberty. And, All right. uh, so I went from Don Montague at MMG, who's a great entrepreneur, to uh, Jim Farrell, who was a, a tremendous entrepreneur and a leader of that organization. So, um, you know, I saw what those guys were doing and, uh, I really appreciated, their model and I liked how they gave back to the community and I just thought there was a gr- uh, terrific opportunity to, to start something myself. Yeah. Um, so inspired by them, uh, kind of spun off from feral gas and created a creative boutique with a couple partners back in 1997. Yeah. I was wondering, yeah. uh, when you actually started because Kansas city has changed obviously a lot since you started the business. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but it's, uh, it's exciting because, you know, we've had hundreds of entrepreneurs on this show and all of them, I feel like, uh, no matter where they are, whatever kind of company they run, has really been impressed with kind of the growth of the city, which is exciting that you've chosen to kind of keep doing what you're doing and yeah. stay and stay loyal to the city. Well, you know, and and the truth of all that is, <clears throat> when I worked at Feral Gas, I had to wear a suit and tie every day, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I was tired of the tie. Yeah, and I didn't want to shave. Yeah, and so I said, "Hey, I'll go work <laughs> for myself and wear what I want to wear." And 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 we were actually inspired at the time by a little notice. There was a, a cafe in town that had a, a great Bolton community Bolton board, and somebody had a loft for rent. Oh, wow. And uh, my my partners and I saw that and uh, decided that we wanted to uh, just take the leap and rent a loft. And we were actually really early in on that loft movement. Uh, yeah, and I wanted yeah. to talk to you about that because you kind of. Uh, you were talking about your entrepreneurial spirit of two uh, stink and then also your entrepreneurial spirit and kind of reinventing yourself, but you kind of started with the loft. Yeah, it did. Which start, is interesting. Because you guys with have a loft, great loft now. And, uh, you know, people ask, well, why is your company called Two West? And I like to give them the fake answer first, which, well, two is a great number. It represents partnership, and West is a good progressive direction, you know, head West young man. But yeah. the reality is Two West was actually the number on the door. <laughs> <laughs> so we were uh, unit Two West in uh, Annie's Lofts, which is, uh, I think, a pretty well-known building now in, mm-hmm. in, in Kansas City. We, we're doing some construction, so the sign's off of it currently, but... Uh, uh, that was really our inspiration was the space. You know, we, we uh, had an open environment and so open communication was sort of the culture. Uh, we like to keep uh, our, our minds open and our creativity open to all things. Um, <clears throat> in, in the process, you know, we, uh, we rented one unit and uh, that became the office. And when the building went condo, we ended up buying up other units. Mm-hmm. I lived down the hall from the office and we worked uh, kind of 24 seven. It was my, my morning commute in the slippers down the hallway. <laughs> Uh, and as we grew, it was great. It was a, it was kind of the perfect organic situation. We uh, were able to knock out walls and expand, and you know now we take over most of that building. So it's, um, it's a great space too. Yeah. And it's a uh, it's located kind of just on the outskirts of the crossroads. Yeah, right? we're on the we're on the edge of the crossroads, and I got to give credit to uh, um, Jason Johnson, and David Sosland, who originally developed that building because they were you know they were forerunners. There was there was activity in the river market, but nobody was doing lofts uh, in in the crossroads or where mm-hmm. we were for sure. Uh, and they kind of had a vision and started doing it. And that's, that's really part of our inspiration as well. You've got great views. That's for sure. And your office is unique too. It's, yeah. it's very, um, 
you know, we'll get into that, but it's, it's very creative. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, that was, it was an evolution. We kind of designed the space ourselves originally. And then, uh, as we grew and expanded and took over more floors, we uh, hired a very talented firm, Chem Studio, here in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked with Brad Satterwhite and John Taylor. Uh, and those guys, I tell you, it, it gave me an appreciation for, I, I hope, what we do for our clients in marketing. Because when you work with a consultant who's an expert, they help you see things you didn't see before. Mm-hmm. And uh, they helped us see our space in an entirely new way. And that, that facility really shapes the way we think and work. Um, and I think that was sort of a little bit of a renaissance for us when we got the new space. And it, it's very collaborative, and I feel like it's um, your culture at Two West is uh, it's very good. I mean, because I talk to entrepreneurial people all the time, and a lot of tech companies and whatnot that culture is important to them. Culture is huge. Like, I feel like yeah. it's it's definitely it's important in it to you, and you can tell from your office space. Yeah, um, that's uh, <clears throat> that's one of the mandatory trainings that we have in the company. We call it. Uh, our, our culture training when somebody's hired and it's basically a, a conversation with me for an hour and <laughs> talking about all the things that are important to us at two West. And we've got a thing we call the, the two West people strategies uh, that we, we try to drill into everybody. And it's, it's basically the, the rules of the sandbox at two West. And I think it's, it's a little bit a reaction to uh, the corporate cultures that a lot of us were refugees from. Um, and, uh, also just kind of our desire for a little entrepreneurial utopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we actually say the objective of our strategies is to make two West, the bright, happy Island in the cold, dark abyss of bad agency hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's, you know, that's not a, a slam on, on agency culture in any, any stretch, but, um, what it is, is to say that, you know, we work in an industry that's got a lot of pressure. Uh, we're always under deadlines. We have to work with a lot of different personalities, a lot of processes, and it's an imperfect world. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, uh, and so you can really let that weigh on you and you can react negatively or you can take a positive spin and, and, and really, um, you know, make the best of the situation. And so there's a list of things that we ask people to do. And, you know, first and foremost, it's allow people to be themselves. You know, we're a creative culture. So we want to make sure that everybody is expressing their creativity in their own way and they're free to do that. Right. Um, we also encourage, you know, people to have more fun and not take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's huge. Right. Um, you know, humor is really sort of the, the spark of creativity. I think in a lot of ways, when you break the ice with humor, you can, you can kind of get to new places and, uh, we actually have a mascot that helps us do we'll that. Get to as that. Well. We're going to get to that in our next segment. On our next segment, but let's uh, let's talk about. Um, we're talking to Ethan Whitehill. He's an entrepreneur and CEO of Two West Inc. Let's talk about um, the capabilities uh, of the company. You guys have a definite uh, niche, and yep. you've been very successful with that on a national level. Talk about your your major uh, capabilities. I know there's a couple that you really work yeah. hard on. So you know, as you said in the beginning, we're a, a retail marketing communications company, and we specialize in what we call deep retail engagement. And essentially, what that is um, is shaping retail experiences and environments for clients that create activation um, in the store, at home, on the go, mm-hmm. um, basically helping those brands engage with consumers and shoppers. Um, <clears throat> you know, when we started as as Two West as to us, the creative boutique originally, uh, we were a generalist local agency. And that's that's really challenging in an industry with 20,000 agencies across the country. Right, right. So um, the opportunity for a small agency is to either just stay kind of generalist and, and relevant in your own market and stay small, or you actually specialize. And um, we we kind of fought it, I think, for a while because – we like to do what we like to do and we've got entrepreneurial ADD, but then we realize, you know, the things we really enjoy the most and the clients we do the best work for tend to be retail and consumer clients. Um, and so that just became, that became our specialty and our focus. And so as we became more specialized, um, we just began winning more business in that area. And now, it, you know, our, we've got definitely have business in Kansas city still, but uh, we prospect nationally. We have clients around the country, um, and we help them not only with retail spaces, but even brand localization. We like to call it four, there's four walls marketing, you know, the stuff that happens inside your store. And then there's four blocks mm-hmm. and four miles and that's neighborhood marketing. And, uh, over the years, we've also developed a specialty in, in brand localization. So helping them. And what does that mean exactly? So it's, it's really helping franchise and, and distributed brands, uh, become relevant in their communities. You know, it's really hard, uh, when you've got a corporate office 1500 miles away from your store, to, to really have that impact on the community as if you were an independent. Mm-hmm. And so it's helping those big brands think independently, 
helping them bring not just automation so they're on brand to those local markets, but bring authenticity to that brand as well. Um, so it's helping them form relationships in the community through events, um, helping them uh, develop very localized messaging for their store and offers. Right. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a trend. Obviously, yeah. is, is more local. It, it is. seems like everyone loves local yeah, these thank days, you, especially hipsters. here in Kansas City. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you talked about kind of a transformation. You, you guys have transformed um, and found your niche. Talk to us about your LA office and how that kind of happened because you did have an LA yeah. office at one point. Yeah, no, and that's a, that's an important part of every entrepreneurial journey. I think. Right. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we, uh, we were, we were humming along and, uh, you know, fortunately knock on for Micah here. Um, yeah, we did fairly well th- through the kind of the dot com bust and, and sort of when digital went belly up. Um, and we, we were sort of inspired by this opportunity to create branded content. Um, we looked at the entertainment industry and we, we said, you know, there are assets there in, in Hollywood per se that, uh, we think will be relevant to brands in general. And, and sure enough, today, absolutely, everybody wants to create branded content and entertainment. Um, and we were, I think we were a little ahead of the curve. We were also thinking we had to be prepared for Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, and we said it's really hard to get to Asia from the Midwest. And so, um, thinking about the Chinese brands that are emerging and the Japanese brands and Korean brands, um, we we thought a West Coast presence would make sense. So we started doing our research and we, we ended up buying a, a small design firm uh, in 2007 in, in L.A. You were in uh, Hollywood, right? Yeah, we were right in Hollywood. And it was it, creatively, it was awesome. It was right. kind of that injection we needed to uh, to really have the energy to sort of re-envision and, and reimagine our brand. And that's when the retail focus really coalesced. Sort of by accident, actually, at that point. But um, that was that was important. But what we found is it's very hard to import culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I I love the Midwest work ethic. Sure, right. <laughs> the, the roll up your sleeves and get it done. And you know, and and not to say L.A. is not that way. They just they work a little differently. And and we made the mistake of trying to impose, I think, uh, our our Kansas City culture on L.A. Um, and I think in hindsight, had we done it differently, we we might not have. Uh, tried to reinvent them, but we would have leaned into what they had going for their market. Again, brand localization, we could have taken our own medicine. <laughs> right. Um, but we learned a lot. We got some great employees, um, did some great work for some great brands. One of the things that tickles me, and I'm kind of a Star well, Wars geek, yeah. And we'll get into that in okay. the next segment. Yeah, okay. we, we got to oh, go to sorry, break I'm here. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, we're talking to Ethan Weidel, who's the CEO of 2West. You got your mojo back in LA. And, uh, we did. And you can go there during the wintertime, which yeah. is always nice. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, you know, and we still do photo shoots and other things out there because you can't beat the weather for that. That's true. That's sure. true. Yeah. We right back after the break with more with Ethan Whitehill, who's the CEO of Two West. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to Grill Nation, KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM and KMBZ.com. We're going to continue our conversation with Ethan Whitehill, who is a uh, thought leader in the entrepreneurial world and a the CEO of Two West. It's uh, one of the finer retail and digital engagement and brand localization firms in the country. We're lucky to have them in Kansas City and, and in the crossroads. Uh, Ethan, you were telling us a story about Star Wars. <laughs> what is that all about? <laughs> well, and it was in connection with our the LA firm that, that we acquired back in 2007 and um, you know, credit to the the principal of that agency. Uh, she was a very talented person who uh, was a, an original part of the Lucasfilms team. And um, I think the thing that tickled me most about that acquisition is that she had designed the original one sheet or the poster for Return of the Jedi. Oh that wow! Was, uh, yeah, and um, so that was good talent. Yeah, then. it was. It was. It was. It was great talent, and it was uh, you know a, a great moment for me. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You talk about um, you talk about your capabilities in the last segment uh, again, um, retail engagement and uh, brand localization. Um, talk to us about some of the, the national work you've done. I know some, maybe some of the clients that you've worked with over the years, so people kind of get a taste of yeah. of who you've worked with, and if people are listening, kind of what kind of companies you guys work with. Yeah, so we tend to work with uh, large national brands. With uh, you know, I think as we said earlier, distributed retail. You know, they they have distribution and channels throughout the country and. Uh, big box down to, you know, smaller retail and boutique. Um, one of those clients is uh, LG Electronics, um, and we've been working with those guys for about four years now. Um, and they're they're a wonderful brand. Earlier in the segment or the last segment, I mentioned that uh, we went to the 
the West Coast to hopefully work with Asia. Well, it turned out Asia came to us. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we didn't have to leave Kansas City because of our, our retail focus. But uh, yeah, it's they're they're a dynamic company. You know, they're in a, a, a fast industry with a lot of innovation, uh, and we help them tell their story in retail. That's awesome. Um, one of the things too that I want our listeners to know we we have a list here. This top 10 list of things you didn't know about two us, which was uh, handed to me by a great human being. We won't mention her on air, but she's awesome. <laughs> what she does. Um, she's sitting here. Silently, one of the things is um, you, the times square loves you guys. You want a people's telly for a times square digital billboard for LG. Tell me about that. Yeah. So um, last year, LG rolled out an operating system for their TVs called web OS. And uh, you know, we had the honor of actually doing the promotion for that uh, in store, but also on the LG outdoor boards in times square. Uh, they have a really great character called Beanbird, <laughs> yeah. And he's uh, he's a little cartoon character that helps you set up your TV. And so we did sort of a Beanbird takeover of Times Square, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Well, that's got to be a cool thing to do. Yeah, you know, you're a Kansas City person and heading into big big city in New York, and being on <laughs> in Times Square, and that's yeah. that's something you don't you get to do every day. You know, um, you talked to us about your mascot. Uh, you you talked to us. Uh, you brought one in actually. I did. So, I, so you have your mascot is a monkey. Named Brando. Brando. What, what is that all about? Because if you go to your office, there's monkeys all, all over the place. Yep. They're, Not real live monkeys, but so, pictures of you monkeys. Know, it, Brando really started as a traveling trophy. Every Monday morning, we, we still do this. We do all company meetings. Uh, but what we used to do more often is uh, show and tell. So everybody had to bring a show and tell from the weekend and tell us something they did or something they learned. And whoever had the best uh, experience or the best share won the, the the sock monkey so they got the traveling trophy and at some point we realized you know everybody should have a monkey uh you know everybody gets a trophy everybody gets a ribbon so everybody gets a monkey so when you come work <laughs> when you work for two west you get your monkey you got to take care of your monkey um he is really there to remind us as our spirit animal to to have fun and stay curious um and keep things simple you know what i love about sock monkeys and that's one of our core values too is simplicity is that, you know, you don't have to get digital. You don't have to get complicated. Something as simple as a bunch of socks sewn together can, yeah, right. can be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. I will say this, too. You are wearing a nice pair of socks. I know. Yeah. Sock you know and I, wore these, I wore these in your honor. And, <laughs> you know, in my field, there are a lot of creative folks with tattoos. And uh, I think a socks is my tattoo, but I can change them, you know. Yeah, right. You <laughs> so, don't have to stay with so the same one forever. My rebellion is very temporary, and it's below the knee, typically. So, <laughs> Well, uh, we're, we're talking to Ethan Weil, who's the CEO of Two West. Um Talk to us about kind of the creative scene. I know there's a lot of agencies in, in Kansas City, but um, you guys have stayed kind of independent, and it's kind of helped you, I believe, uh, being an independent agency uh, to find your niche and to yeah. grow. Well, and Kansas City has a great tradition of independent agencies. You know, I think there are a lot of models here in town to look at that are that are inspiring for for us and and other folks. Um, but I think we're very fortunate. You know, if if you think about it historically. Um, we're we're very grateful to Hallmark for making Kansas City a creative destination. I mean, they brought in so much talent originally, and that was um, kind of the the the, the early days. Yeah, right? back in the early days, and you know, I feel like that shifted as they've they've faced new challenges, and you know, I'm I'm thinking they're getting through this, and they've got great strategies. We know some of the folks that are incubating businesses within Hallmark, and I'm bullish on their future. But you know, right now, the creative powerhouses are, are some of these big agencies like VML and. And Barkley and and we're we're fortunate because we share a lot of DNA with these guys. Uh, mm-hmm. All boats rise with the tide when it comes to talent, and um, you know I I because we don't necessarily compete in Kansas City against these agencies. Uh, you know we see them as as uh, uh, as frenemies. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's, you're saying it's yeah. There's more, there's more talent here. Yeah, there's more talent, the and, and we all benefit because of it. You know, and and because they have good cultures and they have good work environments as well. Um, you know, we're able to attract tremendous talent from the coast that that weren't coming. You know, they wouldn't be coming here before. Yeah, so. and you guys compete for talent. It's a competitive market, but it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, because uh, you said, I mean, it makes it makes everyone work harder and. It puts Kansas City more on the map. Too it does. For, for yeah. an agency. And, and, and I say, you know, going back to the last segment, we talked about L.A. Uh, while we were out there, our own backyard was growing up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the cross be- crossroads became this hotbed for creativity. And um, we all have seen what's happened down there. Um, but the whole city itself is kind of uh, awakened. And um, creatively, I think it's in the best place I've ever seen it. You guys um, do a lot of charity work and involvement in the community. Uh, I noticed just from doing some research, uh, one of them is one of the things you've done is with De La Salle. 
Tell us about that. Yeah, um, De La Salle is, is definitely a cause that's close to my heart um, and close to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Midtown guy. Um, and uh, <clears throat> where is, tell us again, where is Midtown in Kansas City? How do you define Midtown? How do you define it? You know, I define Midtown anywhere between 30, this may be not the official definition, but I'm saying 31st to about 42nd Street. Okay. Um, I always wonder you know, that. between between probably Troost and, and Broadway. That, okay. that feels like Midtown to me. But um, Deal so, Salle is close by. So Deal Salle is just right on Troost, uh, about 37th and Troost. Um, they are uh, a, a great charter high school for at-risk youth. Um, in their past, they were kind of semi-private. They were a contract school with the district, and they took those students that just didn't fit in the traditional model, and, mm-hmm. and they provide alternative education to students that might otherwise not make it through high school. And they do a fabulous job. Um, they recently went through a, a, a capital campaign, built a new addition to the school, uh, have increased their capacity, and their results are, are tremendous. UMKC is a sponsor uh, of the charter, uh, and they're a great partner. Uh, but they're they're doing really good things. I mean, they're they're helping these kids succeed later in life. They're they're teaching them life skills, and they're making them uh, employable citizens. Uh, and there are a lot of wonderful people that support the organization. And you guys do, you guys have done work too with animal shelters, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. 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 Another, yeah. another thing you you care yeah. about. Eric. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> we actually, it kind of sparked a, a, a semi bono. So it was kind of social entrepreneurial business right. for us. Um, we started a company called the companion channel, uh, essentially to partner with animal shelters yeah. and help them maximize kind of the revenue from from their sponsorships with with animal health companies. And so we do a, a revenue share uh, through digital signage and screens that we put into these shelters. And so far, we've got about 10 shelters around the country that are on board. Great Plains here in Kansas City is, is one of them. Uh, and that network should expand to about 30 before the end of the year. Yeah, and it's really cool. You guys do the charity work, but you also are involved in the community at Two West. Um, we talked. Uh, we talked about different things you're going to be doing with you did with Middle of the Map, uh, mm-hmm. with with Hemp, the Hemp Program, um, and with um, with Smart Cities, and, and with Sprint's doing with Smart Cities, and also with Streetcar. Yeah, talk to us about any of those types of things. Like maybe start with the Streetcar and your involvement there. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm on the marketing committee for the Streetcar, and, and uh, one, I just love it because. You know, I'm a Kansas Cityan, and, mm-hmm. and I like to see Kansas City getting back to what made Kansas City great before. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we had trolleys, now we have streetcars, and, yeah. and I think that kind of transportation is is really fantastic. And uh, on that committee, what the, I think the best part was sort of helping define the brand of of where that's going. And uh, we actually worked with Willoughby here in town on on the branding, and they did a tremendous job. Um, but what I love most is that it it's really it's transportation, but it's social transportation. You know, it's a vehicle that actually takes you through the city in a very social way, helps you sort of explore the city and, and reinvent and rediscover things that maybe you didn't notice. Right. Um, and if you look at the uh, development that's sparking around the, the uh, streetcar tracks, it's pretty incredible. I mean, there's construction not only for the tracks themselves, but a lot of developers are, are getting the clue. And they're realizing I, I, this is going to be good for business. Yeah. I think so, yeah. And I think once that it gets up and moving, I think people will see it and they'll enjoy it, and hopefully we'll, we'll yeah. get it expanded down yeah. even further. I south. think it's a game changer, you know. And especially going back to the creative folks that we recruit, when you bring people in from out of town and they're looking for those social cues that tell them that this is a cool city, that's one of the things. You know, they're going to pick up on the streetcar and they're going to say, "Oh yeah, they they value public transportation, they value kind of urban discovery and exploration, and that's important to the kinds of people we hire." Speaking about that, um, you guys, you truly are entrepreneurial at Two West. <clears throat> you have started a whiskey brand, yes, as well, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 primordial right now. It's it's in the works. Um, but Union, yeah, Union Missouri, though, right? That's yeah, so we uh, we found a, a great distiller um, in Union Missouri called uh, Coulter and Payne, and uh, those guys are are helping us develop a product that uh, we're calling Wicked and Peg. Um, and this is a little bit of a nod. I know you've had Eric Wolschlager on your show. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a fan of the leisure sports. Totally is. Um, so Wicked and Peg is a reference to croquet. Uh, and so this brand really celebrates that sporting American spirit that you find in your backyard. Um, it celebrates uh, all things Americana in that way. So it's, it's truly, I mean, getting back to it, I mean, you guys are a very strong company here in Kansas City, but you're involved. It's not just working for the clients. I mean, you're really helping out. A lot of charities and communities. Uh, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty unique. And when you told me you uh, were developing a whiskey brand, I was, I was like, okay. And then we got into <laughs> pumpkin patches, and I'm like, okay, okay. Well, and that you know, a lot of that, in large part, you know, we're sort of a, an incubator of sorts. You know, we I, I think we think of ourselves as a marketing accelerator, and we've worked with a lot of startup businesses to 
help them get a, get a, get to market and, and launch their brands. And uh, when we sort of turn that mirror on ourselves, we realized, you know what, we we can do this on our own products. We can create our own brands. And uh, that's really inspiring because it's fun being your own client. <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, that is cool. And, and what I had to mention, too, is you did stuff for Frozen on Ice, which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, as well as stuff with Smart Cities and Sprint and all that involvement. Fast Track Hemp, I mean, there's so many different things you guys are involved with. You did stuff with KCPT on their rebrand as well, which has been pretty successful, I think. So a lot of different things. I mean, it's 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 amazing how much stuff you guys do. And you have around 50 employees here, right, in Kansas yeah, City? Yeah, a little bit more than that, but yeah. Oh, you're growing. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, a lot of stuff's happening, if yeah. you will. Um, talk just real quickly. We only have a minute and a half left. I know that uh, you guys, you talked about Asia. You're also doing stuff in Germany. Uh, uh-huh. And also, what what is the 10K stuff that you all talk about? Oh, so yeah, this was a challenge. We um, <clears throat> one of the uh, products that we we work on is is actually a 4K UHD TV, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a vision for basically a multi screen presentation uh, that would um, extend across multiple 4K TVs. Well, the challenge there is it's very hard to shoot in 8K. Mm-hmm. Um, not many people do it, and we. Uh, we figured out a way with a photographer here in town um, to actually shoot uh, 8K using uh, multiple still frames. And it's a time lapse uh, where we take thousands of shots, stitch them together, and basically create video. Uh, and the end result is 10K video. And, and as far as we know, we're the first to do a 10K video display in retail using this technique. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that truly is that's entrepreneurial, that's innovative, and uh, it's happening right here in Kansas City. Ethan Whitehill is the CEO of Two West and a great thought leader entrepreneur space here in Kansas City and throughout the country. I appreciate you coming on Grill Nation today. Thanks, We can Jason. check you out at twowest.com. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Twowest.com. And uh, if you guys see any monkeys going around in Kansas City, I don't know. There might be a Brando here. But uh, appreciate you coming on and congrats on all your success. And uh, look forward to having you again on soon to talk about some of the awesome events you're going to be having in Kansas City. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us again today. Uh, check out all of our old shows at grillnationshow.com, and you can listen to them on the podcast page there or at iTunes or TuneIn Radio. Connect with me again at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again next week. Remember, 9.80 a.m., Saturdays at 4, next week. Thank you.